Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. In Olathe. Praise God. God is good to us, is He not? Amen. Amen. So glad, amen, that He chose me. Hallelujah. Amen. So glad that I was chosen of God. Amen. It's uh, not as much about if I, if I choose Him as it is that He chose you and I. Amen. And uh, that's really what made the difference for me. Amen. Because uh, when He was doing the choosing, I wasn't worth, uh, still not worth amen, being chosen by the Lord. Amen. Praise God, praise God. And you may be seated for a few moments. Amen. Just want to uh, welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. To the Truth Church of Olathe. Amen. God is good. Amen. And we do welcome everyone here today. And uh, if you need anything, please let us know. Excited to have you. Um, it's always a privilege and honor. Um, a lot of churches. I, I imagine you could find a lot of churches in uh, the city of Olathe. Go out there as, as Paul did. He said, "Found us out on online." And uh, there's a lot of churches out there, but I tell you, I believe God leads us and guides us, and and uh, pray uh, you, you just feel right at home. Amen. And uh, so good to have the the Labas here this morning. I'm so glad y'all come to hear me preach all the way from Colorado. Hallelujah! So nice. Amen. I'm honored, Brother Jerry. I tell you what. Amen, that they come all the way to hear me preach this morning. Amen, I'm going to make it extra special. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to try really hard now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, living for God is, is the best thing I ever did. <laughs> it is. Amen. You know, uh, I was thinking as we were worshiping the Lord, and, and uh, I think back to uh, my my years in, in my, my teenage years were a little wayward, and uh, I remember the times going to um, basically uh, rock concerts or uh, parties and just living life pretty much on the edge, and I remember just, the, it was a big time of the mosh pits and just all kinds of crazy things, that, uh, and I remember just the wild, the wilder the better, the crazier, the more attention that we could draw and you have to outdo one another, amen, I've been in that crowd, and, um, you know, just wild, crazy music, I'm telling you, just the, my memories of those times, I just thank God that I'm not there today, amen, but I do remember the, the craziness, amen, that ensued my life, and, uh, and those around me, I remember going to even ball games, and sporting events, and things of that nature, where uh, you know, your team, man, I'm t I remember, I remember getting so excited, stripping my throat and screaming so loud at the game and, the, and the, you know, the last minute shots and all the, just the, 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 I never painted my face, but you just see these people just acting just crazy. And, um, and so, you know, I, I determined in my life that when I got in church and I started living for the Lord, I don't owe God any less than I gave out into the world. Amen? And so, don't think it's strange when I feel an obligation to lift my hands unto the Lord in the house of my God. Hallelujah. I've been to the house, amen, of the world's gods. Amen. I've been there when the music was so loud, it's deafening, and uh, they're passing around joints and drinking and, and uh, dancing and just, just all that kind of crazy stuff that I that I had, a, had done in a previous life, well, you know what? I don't think it's that strange that since God filled me with His Spirit, cleaned me up from that lifestyle, amen, to come into God's house where it's pure, where it's holy, amen, and to lift my hands unto the Lord, amen, and clap my hands and sing out loud and shout, amen. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a lie, amen. I, it's a, the world has this, the wrong mentality of what church is all about. Amen. Church is a place where you come to worship. It's a come to celebrate, amen, life. It's a come to celebrate and worship your God. Amen. The world doesn't think twice about uh, uh, putting on a, just a pair of shorts, painting their body, putting on a red wig, going out, standing out in 30-degree weather, rooting for the Chiefs. 
But if you lift your hands in the house of God and you shout and sing, people think you're crazy. That's, that's, that's backwards. Amen. We were created to worship. We were created to worship God. Amen. Originally. Amen. David. Amen. When the ark of God came back into Israel... Amen. Begin. The Bible says that he danced with all his might. He shouted and danced because the presence of God was. I'm telling you, the original worship belongs to the apostolic, Pentecostal, true born again believer tonight or today. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't belong to the world. Amen. Doesn't the craziness doesn't belong out there? Amen. It really belongs in here on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came. Not preaching yet, just talking. Amen. You ought to watch it when I get to preach. <laughs> Amen. But on the day of Pentecost. Amen. When the Holy Ghost came, they didn't know what to expect. Listen to me. They had no idea what was coming. All they knew was, I'm seeking Jesus. He said he's coming back, and I'm going to wait till he comes back. They were, they were in prayer in one mind, in one place, and, and all together. Amen. But in Acts chapter 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Amen. It came from heaven. You hear that? It didn't come from the, my flesh. It didn't come from uh, uh, hyped up music. It came from heaven. Amen. As a sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. This wasn't a quiet experience. This wasn't a, a prim and proper. Amen. There was some uh, a tornado entered that room of the Holy Ghost and began to shake those people to their core. Amen. And they began to pray and speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And they were filled with the whole, all were filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. If you want a real change and a real experience with God, it's not going to come sitting prim and proper. It's going to come through the power of God. And the Spirit of God is going to grip you. It's going to convict you. It's going to change you. Hallelujah. I'm tired of the devil getting people to believe that you can't be changed, that you'll always be what you've always been. God wants to bring joy and peace and love. But I'm telling you, it comes, amen, there's a mighty change that comes along with it. There's a power that comes along with it. Oh, hallelujah. Count me weird. Count me strange. Amen. That's fine. But I'm telling you, I'm magnifying the Lord in the house of my God today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just feel, amen, in my spirit today. God, amen, is on the throne and he's wanting to touch somebody's heart in this place. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm just grateful today. Amen. To know who he is. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came, and the Bible says that they were, uh, there were others that were standing around. And they said, these people are drunk. And Peter, this isn't my notes, just, amen, I got my pastor's spirit on this morning. Praise God. But the Spirit of God was so heavily upon them, they were under the influence but they weren't under the influence of alcohol. They were under the influence, amen, of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that crowd that day said, these are drunken. These people are drunk and full of new wine. And Peter, standing with the eleven, said, listen, men and brethren, these are not drunken as you think they're drunken. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Amen. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah. And when you go back to the book of Joel, Joel prophesied. He says, I'll pour out upon all flesh, my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And I'm telling you, this was the prophecy that God said, listen, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And, uh, but accompanying those who truly were baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Amen. They never accused anyone sitting idly by going, oh, hey, wait a second, you're you're, you're one of those Pentecostals, aren't you? No, they said, you know what? You're, you're acting different. What happened? Oh, you don't understand what happened to me. You don't understand what he did for me. Amen. That's the reason why I sing. That's the reason why I shout. Amen. Look in your Bible. Read in the Bible. Read in the Word of God. Anytime you speak of the Bible speaks of worship, speaks of praise, there's always a, a noise or some kind of commotion involved in it. Clapping your hands, lifting your hands. Shouting, dancing, amen, leaping. It's in the word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful. Amen today. Praise God. Well, I should probably preach now. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. I miss my pastor. I miss Brother, uh, Brother Riggin. I know he's taking care of some important business today. Amen. He is uh, in uh, Tulsa. Amen. And they are commissioning Brother and Sister 
Stuart and their family to, uh, to go to Africa as missionaries. And you know, understand Brother Riggins' involvement in that. And I feel it very proper for him to be there and, and have his, put his hand upon them and that family. And that's a big, a big step for this, this family. Very good friends of ours, the Stuarts. And, uh, and so we just keep them in, uh, in your prayers. But uh, just wanted to understand uh, uh, those, uh, our guests here today, uh, Pastor Riggin will be back. Uh, but he is taking care of some very important uh, business um, today, amen. And I'm grateful, honored to be able to stand here in this place, amen, bringing the word of the Lord, amen. Well, if you're ready, John, you ready? Praise God. All right, let's, let's turn to the book of Psalms chapter 81, amen. Psalms chapter 81, amen. You got to you got to, you got to watch out. I just got back from admit, so that's. I'm fired up, amen, in the Holy Ghost, praise God. Psalms chapter 81, amen, when you get there, you can say amen, I believe it'll be up on the screens as well, if you, uh, uh, so you should be able to, there you go, praise God. Psalm chapter 81, verses number 10 and 11, it says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of me. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Why don't you put your Bibles down for a moment. Let's lift our voices unto the Lord and ask God to open our ears and open our heart to receive his word today. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's magnify him. Thank him. Jesus, I need to hear your word. Jesus, I need to hear from heaven today. Lord, I don't need just words, amen, spoken, but I need a word from God. Lord, I need your spirit to talk to me. Hallelujah. Somebody out there today, amen, has been asking God to talk to them. And I'm telling you, the Lord wants to speak to somebody in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, if you'll open your ears to hear God's word and open your heart to receive the word of God today, God's going to talk to you and answer the questions of your heart. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Amen. The psalmist is writing and says that, he says, I'm the Lord thy God. Amen. Which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Amen. He was reminding, God was reminding his people, listen, uh, these weren't, uh, these weren't uh, necessarily sinners per se. Uh, they had been sinning, but they weren't, they, they were familiar with God. Amen. But God came and said, listen, I'm your God. You profess to serve me. You, 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 you profess that I am your God. You claim that you're a quote-unquote Christian. You claim to be my child. Amen. And God was speaking and said, listen, I am your, uh, your God that brought you out of the land of Egypt. He was reminding them, listen, you were at one point a sinner. At one point you were in Egypt. And Egypt is, represents, uh, in the Old Testament, Egypt represents the world. Amen. The world of sin. And God delivered his people out of Egypt. Amen. Into the wilderness and God led them in the wilderness. Amen. And so when we speak about Egypt, amen, you automatically should think of the world and the world of sin and that the lifestyle of bondage and, and the way that sin has us bound. Amen. Amen. So Egypt, amen, God is saying, I've led you out of Egypt. When he says this, he is reminding them you were slaves in Egypt. You were, you were slaves in a land that was not yours. You remember the days you were making brick? You remember the days, amen, that you had to go get straw or they, and make bricks and, and build a, a cities that you couldn't live in and build buildings that you would never uh, be able to even uh, participate in the activities. And, and uh, he says, but you, would, you built and were controlled by Egypt. Amen. Egypt is the taskmaster for every sinner Amen. Today, this world, the devil is the taskmaster, a hard taskmaster. Amen. The Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. 
Amen. I'm telling you, when you don't live according to God, life's hard. Doesn't mean bad things don't happen to those who are saved. But it tell you what, when bad things happen to those that are saved, Brother Jared, amen, when we have accidents in our life, we have problems, who do we turn to? We have a God that trusts in. We have a God that brings peace. Amen. The world doesn't have that. When they go through trials, when they go through situations, they don't have God to cling to like we do. Amen. It doesn't mean life is perfect in the church. But I'm telling you, Egypt, the world is a hard, hard taskmaster. Egypt creates addicts. Egypt creates uh, uh, individuals who are depressed. Egypt creates uh, the sin, amen, of addiction and the sin of uh, the the, the feelings of, of fear. Amen. Egypt is a hard place to live. Egypt is on the outside of the church. Egypt is on the outside of the family of God. And I'm not talking about the four walls of this building. Amen. I believe we ought to come to God's house. But I'm talking about being in the body of Christ. Amen. Being a part of his family. Being born again. Amen. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Today, I'm telling you, to get from the land of Egypt, this world, amen, into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. The only way we're going to make it to heaven is if we're born again of water and of spirit. That's what Jesus said. Amen. In John chapter 3, he told Nicodemus, you cannot seek the kingdom of heaven without being born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. Water baptism is necessary. It's got to be. Jesus said, if you don't have them both, you can't see heaven. Amen. And so there's, a, there's an idea that all uh, uh, baptism's only just, it's, it's an outward expression of an inner. No, it's necessary. Jesus said, if you don't get born again of the water, you can't see heaven. He also said, if you can't be born again, if you're not born again of the Spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. I want to get from Egypt, amen, to the heavenly kingdom. Hallelujah. I want to be saved. I want to know that I'm saved. I'll tell you, I want to make sure, not just what I think or what I believe or what I've been taught or what I've been told, but I want to know without a shadow of a doubt, amen, that I have crossed from the land of Egypt. I'm out living in the promised land. I want to know that. Amen. And so this story, this story, Jesus is saying, listen, I brought you, I'm the Lord Your God, I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of sin. And the Bible says that uh, he brought them across dry land into the land of of promise, into the wilderness. Amen. They didn't have faith to enter into the promised land at that moment. And so God said, you know what? You're going to just spend time in the wilderness, in the desert place. A little Bible history here this morning for some. Amen. If you're not for sure, amen, it's in your Bible as well. And I want to bring some type and shadow here and understand when you come out of Egypt, the Bible says that those, those, there's about, there were about a million Israelites that just wandered in the wilderness. Not all on their own. The Bible says that by day, amen, there was a cloud that led them. And at night, there was a pillar of fire. So they were led by God day and night in the wilderness. And the wilderness represents Amen. This life you and I are living today. It represents this world. It represents that that place of of coming out. We've got to be led by God. We've got to allow God to lead us. Amen. Uh, And I just feel necessary to explain and express some of this. In the wilderness time of wanderings, amen, they had a man of God. They had a a Moses to lead them. Amen. We need a pastor, amen, that's there guiding. God called Moses to lead the people. Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How shall they hear, amen, without a preacher? It's God's plan. It's God's design to preach. It's God's plan and design for us. Uh, Amen. Uh, uh, God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Uh, Amen. We've got to have a man of God, a preacher, amen, that cares about us, uh, that loves us, uh, that's watching for us, leading us, uh, amen, and guiding us in our walk with God. Amen. We've got to have that in our hearts, in 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 our lives. We've got to desire that. Without that, we're walking aimlessly. Amen. It's not a matter. Amen. Even Paul said, listen, uh, feed my sheep. He's, he didn't he says, not, not as a, uh, as a uh, Lord over my, God's heritage or, or for filthy lucre's sake or for money. or for No, no, lead them because they're my people. 
Because it's, I'm requiring this of you, men of God, to lead my people, amen, to heaven. And so we look at this scenario, and God says a whole lot when he says, I'm your God, and I brought you out of Egypt. Amen. The people of God recognize and remember. You know, in Egypt, this is what, or in, uh, in the wilderness, this is what had happened. They didn't have food. They didn't have water. They're in the desert. So they had all complete trust and dependence on God. And you know what? It was the man of God that, that prayed down food for them to eat. Amen. It was the man of God that smote the rock and water rushed out. Amen. And so in the wilderness, they recognized that, hey, God provided for us. He fed us. He took care of us. Their clothes never wore out. Amen. I'm telling you. Doesn't mean they didn't have hard days and hard times, just like in this life. Amen. But every need was met. Amen. And I was, uh, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen, amen, the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Amen. I'm telling you, living for God isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. Amen. It's always worth it. Amen. When you lay your head down at night, just to know if I don't wake up, amen, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. I'm telling you, that's worth it right there. Amen. You can lay your head on the pillow at night with peace in your heart and with joy that you've never felt before. I feel the Holy Ghost today. You're looking for peace. I'm telling you, you need to get baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen, I'm telling you, because he wants to fill you. Hallelujah. Why do you say that, Brother Merriman? Why are you telling me that? Amen, because that's exactly, amen, what the Apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Amen. There's a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts on out there what it means to be born, amen, again, of water and of the Spirit. Amen, but I'm telling you, uh, if, if you figure out what Jesus said, he said, be born again of water and of spirit. Uh, and if you've ever asked the question, what must I do to be saved? Uh, amen. The same question was asked to the apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. It says, when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart uh, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do we do to be saved? How do we get this uh, sin problem taken care of? How do we get this? Because uh, remember, these people, amen, had just... Uh, uh, had killed Jesus. Uh, they had just uh, uh, been the ones who had cried crucify him and been the ones who were guilty of murder. They were guilty of murder. They lied upon Jesus. Amen. And they finally, the apostle Peter came and preached and said, listen, you are sinful. You're lost. But there's hope. And they said, well, what do we do? Well, the apostle Peter went back to what Jesus said. Amen. You've got to be born of water and of the Spirit. And so what did he say in Acts chapter 2, verse 38? Peter said to them to repent. That's the first step. I'm telling you, we've all got to repent. We've all got to turn from our sin. We can't live in our sin and find peace. We can't live in our sin, amen, and get to heaven. We've got to be willing to turn from our sin. I'm telling you, amen, you've got to have conviction against your sin. Hallelujah, you can't get to heaven and be addicted to cigarettes. I'm telling you, Jesus can deliver you from your sin today. He can set you free. I'm coming with a message of hope in this place. Jesus can set you free, and he desires to do it. But the first step is repentance. Well, we've got to repent of our sins. You've got to feel guilty. You've got to feel, I'm telling you, this whole idea, well, I got coming, I just make everybody feel good and happy. No, Jesus said, listen, he preached repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist preached repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The apostle Peter began his message that day with repent. Repent. If you can't, if you can't repent, you're not ready to go to heaven. If you can't find it within yourself to repent, then you're, you're, you're still trying to hang. I'm telling you, there's two reasons why, you won't ever get, why someone doesn't get the Holy Ghost. There's two reasons. The number one reason is unwilling and unrepented sin. This is the vessel of the Holy Ghost. Jesus wants to dwell inside of you. He says, I am with you, but I will be in you. He will not dwell in a dirty vessel. Amen. The first thing is, if you're unrepentant. Second thing is if you just won't let go and just you've repented, but you're just struggling with like, I don't I don't really know I don't know if I really want to commit and I don't I'm just that's the only two reasons why you won't get the Holy Ghost. If you'll surrender your life and you'll repent of all your sins and commit to living for Him, He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Amen. And so the first thing that Peter said is repent, Amen. The second thing Peter said, Amen, is 
to be, uh, uh, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. That's what Peter said. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who was standing with Peter that day? Who was standing with Peter that day? All the eleven. All the disciples. Every one of them. Amen. When Peter stood up with the eleven and said, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. The, the, uh, the Matthew, the disciple, was standing beside the apostle Peter on that morning uh, when he began to preach. Uh, amen. It was Matthew that penned the words in Matthew 28, 19. Uh, amen. Uh, go ye therefore. Amen. Preach uh, and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. I'm telling you today, if anyone would have stood up and said, hold on, Peter, you got it wrong. It would have been Matthew. Amen. Because Matthew said, no, no. He, he, he preached or he wrote in his word. He said, baptize in the name. Baptize in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Whenever Peter stood on that day, he said, everybody's got to repent and everybody's got to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Coming out of Egypt. Coming out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God said in, the, in Psalms chapter 81, he says, I am the Lord your God. And I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Amen. But he goes on and he says this. He said, open thy mouth wide. And I will fill it. That's what God said. Oh, I read this and it just struck my brother Jared. The Lord said, open your mouth. I'm going to fill it. Hallelujah. But my people would not hearken to my voice. And Israel would none of me. You know that in the English Standard Version, what that says there is, I'm going to read that same two passages of Scripture. It says, I'm the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. Hallelujah. God said, you know what? I wanted to do something wonderful in their life. I wanted to do something tremendous for them. I said, listen, open your mouth, and I'm going to fill I'm going to give you everything you need. Oh, hallelujah, I'm going to fill, amen, you with everything that you need. He says, but you know what? My people would not submit to me. They wouldn't let me. I was there, and I came, and I offered help. I offered to them, but they refused my help. They refused what I was offering. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us today. Listen, we, it's not a smorgasbord with Jesus. Amen. Living for God isn't a buffet where we can come and pick and choose those things which we like. God said, open your mouth, and I will fill your mouth with what you need. Hallelujah. I will feed you what you need. I will place inside of you what you need. Amen. I'm going to do it my way. He says, but listen, my people refused because they wouldn't submit to what I wanted for them. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. You've ever heard, if you've ever heard the saying, uh, you are what you eat, amen, amen. That is never more true even in the spiritual sense, amen. You know, physically, if we eat poorly, if we eat junk food, if we eat bad food, we eat late at night, uh, amen, we not only have extra weight that typically we carry, amen, but there's normally health problems, there's normally heart problems, there's normally uh, blood pressure, there's normally, uh, you know, bad back, bad knees, all kinds of things that come along, amen, with eating improper. Amen. You are what you eat. Praise God. Amen. But you take a look, even at nature, amen, you take a look at, an, at, a, at, a, at a mama bird and that baby bird that sits in the nest. Amen. That baby bird, her soul's survival depends on whatever mama brings, puts in her mouth. Amen. She sits there with her mouth open. You ever seen baby birds before? Amen. They just sit there like, I don't know. I'm just going to cry and cry and cry until mom brings something for me to eat. Amen. I've never seen a baby bird. Amen. Uh, when a mama gets to that nest, uh, that baby go like this and go, hold on, hold on a second. What is that? I don't know if that, I don't know if I, if I really want that or not. Is that a grub worm or is that a, what kind of worm is that? I don't believe in grub worms. I've never heard about grub worms before. Earthworms. I'll eat earthworms. That, you know, earthworms, that's all I've ever heard. That's all. No, no, no. 
No, no, that baby bird. Because you know what? You know why? Because there's a hunger that says, I don't, Mama, you know what's best. Oh, just feed me. I, I want whatever you're feeding. I want to survive. I want to survive. I, I, I'm just feeling something. I, I, don't have, I don't have any, I, I don't have the opportunity, I don't have the luxury of dictating, amen, what's coming into my mouth as long as Mama's doing the feeding. Amen. I'm just wanting to open my mouth. Amen. And let the food come on in. Amen. Allowing, amen, another person to dictate your diet, I believe, in many ways, is ultimate submission to that individual. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, brother. Amen. Husbands, imagine. Brother John, you're a part of this. Imagine if all you could eat, only thing you could put in your mouth is what your wife said you could. And I'm making sure that my wife is not here. <laughs> Praise God. Think about it. Think about it. Brother Nick, you'd be hitting the altar. <laughs> I think there'd be a prayer meeting among the men of the church like never before. You'd be really nice to your wife. Ooh, man. Ooh. You in touch? Oh, I tell you, I'm stepping on toes here this morning. No, I'm not. The reality, if you could not eat a bite of anything except what your wife put in your mouth, husbands, men, it sure would change your attitude. Change mine. I don't care who it is. You, 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 you end up in the hospital and you can't feed yourself. You're at the mercy, total submission, if you survive or not, by the one that's feeding you. Amen? I, I mean, I, I was, this is maybe naivety, but I, I had, a, I had a, a great uncle that passed away. was my pastor until I was probably 15, 16 years old. He just passed away recently. And... Um, and, you know, he had, found, he had 90, like 93 years old, was still trying to carry around those concrete bird baths and stuff, hurt himself, ended up in the hospital, found he had cancer all over his body and uh, died just a few months after. And, uh, but it, uh, in that time, uh, once they got to a point realized there's nothing more they could do, uh, they just, they, 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 they took him off. And I was like, what did they take him off of? Like, well, anything that would, any, any life-sustaining support including a feeding tube. That's common. That's, I didn't, I, I, I said, that's like, that's crazy. But whenever someone gets to that point, that anything life-sustaining, man, they just, that's what they do. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what happens. I'm not, anyone in the medical field can correct me, but my sister's a nurse, and my mom's a nurse, and I'm, I even ask the question, I'm like, that sounds horrible. Like, that's like, how can they, like, they said, that's just what happens. They, they, any life-sustaining support, they, they remove them from it, and then they, they let them just pass on unto the other life. Amen. In a scenario like that, you're, you literally are at the mercy of the one that's feeding you. That's total submission. Amen. It's quiet in here, but I want you to understand that. It's total submission. Amen. To sit back and say, okay, whatever goes into this body, I'm going to let you dictate that. The frequency, the consistency, the nutritional value, the time of day. Think, there's a lot to this. Understand me. Think about that. You, you, the one that, you, you and I, that's why fasting is so important and fasting is so hard for us. Because who's doing all the controlling when you eat? We all have our own eating schedules, right? We all like what we like. We all run through the drive-thru. We all do this and that. But when it's time to, to break our flesh down and, and to get, get real with God, amen, and, 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 and begin and, and go on a fast. Jesus, all throughout the Bible, it's fasting is a necessary part of breaking your will. and your, That's why, because you know what? God, I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not sustaining myself here for a while. I'm going to take a few days and let you sustain me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, uh, I, I, there was a guy in the church here, some of you all may remember, we went on a, like a, it was, a, it was an extended fast here at the, at the church, and uh, 
it was started on Saturday night. Well, Sunday morning, this guy was like, oh, oh, I'm so hungry. We had days to go. I don't know if he had ever fasted more than about 30 minutes. If anyone remembers the guy that I'm talking about. Allowing someone else to dictate your diet is the ultimate submission to that person, that individual. Amen? I'm telling you, uh, the children of Israel were in the wilderness. They didn't have grocery stores. They didn't have restaurants. They didn't have all of these stuff. All they had was God. All they had to trust in was God. Amen. When, when, and, and when that, 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 that ability to feed themselves was taken away, what did they do? What did they say? What was their first reaction? Well, I can't trust God. I'm going back to Egypt. Because they lost the ability to feed themselves. They lost the ability, amen, to, to control what went in their mouth. They lost that, that ability, amen. But they didn't, in, in that same time, that overrode, the, the ability to go in and, and, and feed themselves overrode the fact that God took, amen, a sea of water and parted it. And they walked across a million people on dry ground, amen, unto the other side, amen. And then when they got on the other side, the enemy that was behind them ended up in the middle of that body of water. And God closed that body of water and drowned them all, amen. But their ability, their desire to feed themselves, amen, overrode the reliance in God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's just like you and I today. I mean, they, they wanted to go back. They were slaves. They were slaves. Beaten. Worked hard. Oh, but it's better out. The church is oppressive. Really? No, it's just reliance on God. That's the difference. You lose the ability to control what you're eating and doing. Amen. But the whole time, amen, you, you're not healthy. The whole time you're putting things inside of you that's destroying you. The whole time you, you got control, that's right. But the whole time you're destroying this body of yours. The whole time God's saying, hey, all I want is to be able to control what goes in. All I want to do is be able to control what goes in your mouth because I know what's best for you. I know how to keep you healthy. I know how to bring joy instead of pain. I know how to take a, a bad situation, amen, and work it all for your good. Let me be in control. Let me feed you. That's what living for God is all about. It's literally surrendering to God and saying, God, I'm giving up feeding myself. I'm surrendering myself to you. Lord, you start feeding. I'm not going to put one thing in my body, in my life, without your hand upon it. Oh, hallelujah. What happened when they were out of food? What happened when they were began to hunger? What happened? Well, the instinct was to run back and go back and leave the church and get out. But what happened? God said, listen, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. And every morning you go out, you'll take that bread and bring it in. And it'll sustain you. <laughs> Amen. For 40 years, it sustained them. For 40 years, they woke up every day and walked out and got the bread. For 40, I'm telling you, God will take care of you if you will allow Him and submit to Him and surrender unto Him. Amen. That's the thing that will keep, that, was, that is what will keep you from really living for God, is because you know as soon as it happens, I don't get to control what goes in. Oh, hallelujah, but I'm telling you, amen, I'm telling you, amen. I've known men and women who have consumed all that they wanted in their lifetime. They've smoked all that they wanted in their lifetime. They've drank all that they wanted in their lifetime. In the later years of their life, there was such misery. Couldn't breathe. There's a, they're just in a, in a bed laden with cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, cancer of the lungs, and their life was living hell until the day they died. They chose, no, I would rather feed myself than to submit to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God just simply said, He said, listen, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was led up. I know it's kind of somber this morning, but amen. God's reaching for somebody today. Hallelujah. God's talking to us today. Amen. I, I, I title this. I don't do, I, I'm horrible with titles, but my, my title for today would just simply be open wide. Just open wide today. Amen. Matthew 4. Amen. Verses 1 to 4. Jesus was led up to the, of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And then the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he, being Jesus, answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God said, Open wide. Let me feed you with my word. Hallelujah. Let me, let me feed you with my word. Let me begin to change some things in you. My word will, will do some things in your heart. I'm telling you, they say as soon as you stop smoking, amen, your, your, your lungs begin to repair at a rapid rate. Our, our human body is amazing how quickly it repairs itself. Amen, I'm telling you how quickly if you would submit unto God and His Word, how quickly your life, God, could begin to put things back together and how God could bring things back to, into place for you. Amen, I'm telling you, it wouldn't take long. Amen, but I'm telling you, amen, stop trying to live by bread alone. Stop trying to live according to your way. Amen, the temptation was, hey, why don't you take this and, uh, stone and make it into something you can survive? Why don't you take this stone? And Jesus said, listen, He, if all, all people could take that stone and make it bread, he of all people could have taken that and, and turned it into a, a, a delicious meal. Amen. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. Man's not going to live by bread alone. He said that they're going to survive. How? Amen. By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Don't be and give in to the temptation to turn stones into bread. Well, I don't need church. I, I'm going I'm to go over this, join this group that's, uh, they, they, you know, they're, they're, they used to be, Addicts, and we're going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm telling you, there's a temptation to turn stones into your answer. Hey, don't be tempted to turn a stone into something that's not. The only real answer, amen, amen, is Jesus Christ. Amen. And Him crucified. Amen. It says, I, 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 he says, take up your cross and follow me. Amen. He says, cast your cares upon me before I care for you. Amen. That's the only real answer that you have today. That's the only real answer that we have today. Amen. Is Jesus. Is the cross. Is the burden of the cross. Amen. A crucifixion of our life. And a laying down of our soul upon an altar. Amen. A bearing out of our spirit upon the altar of God. God gave Ezekiel words, amen, to put upon in his mouth. Ezekiel 2, verse 8, and then in the chapter 3, verse 4, through verse 4, it says, But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll. He said, open wide, man of God. Open your mouth. And I'm going to put in your mouth what to say. Put, open your mouth and I'm going to fill your mouth with my words. Hallelujah. This afternoon or this morning, I pray to God and I ask God as I came to this pulpit, God, would you fill my mouth with your words? Amen for this church. Tell me what to say. Amen. Today, I'm telling you, somebody, God has got your number and is trying to reach for you and is trying to, to, to help you. Amen. And to bring, amen, the answers to your life. Amen. And God said, He says, Son of man, eat that you find and eat that I give you. So the man of God said, verse 2, So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Oh God, hallelujah. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get thee into the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. Oh, hallelujah. God said, hey, will not you take this roll of my words. It was, a, it, was, it was word of God. It was the preach. It was the word of God, written word of God. He says, take this roll and put it in your mouth. I want you to consume my word. 
I want you to consume this word and get it in your mouth. And he, and he said, and it's full of lamentations. Amen. It's full of lamentations and mourning and woe. Which means, hey, listen, there's a people that's lost. And if they don't come to me, they're going to be lost. There's a people out there. My people are lost without me. He said, fill your mouth with this word. There's lost people. They need to be saved. There's lamentation. There's woe if you're not careful. If you don't come to the cross. If you don't find a way to Jesus. There's, there's, there's mourning in this. Hallelujah. But there's joy. Amen. Unspeakable and full of glory to those who come unto Him. Amen. I'm in the presence. There is full of God. There is fullness of joy. But without it or without God. Amen. There is lamentations in your heart and life. There's mornings and there's woe unto you. Amen. The day's coming. Oh God, help us. Amen. When our, our, we breathe our last breath or when the trumpet of God sounds, we're going to be accountable unto Him. For the actions of our life. Oh, help us today, God. Oh, but the man of God said he ate it and it was a sweet, it was as honey for sweetness. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you open your mouth, I don't care how bitter it tastes. Amen. The Bible says that the full soul loatheth in honeycomb. When you're full, you're full of junk of this world. When you're full of Hollywood. You're full of addiction. You're full of all this stuff. When, you, when, you're, when you're full of just stuff. Bible says that his word is it's you hate it it's, it's like bitter in your mouth but he goes on and says but to every hungry soul every bitter thing is made sweet well hallelujah sometimes hearing repentance sometimes hearing you know what you're lost and you really need Jesus some hearing that doesn't feel good to our flesh hearing you know what you got to repent of your sins you got to change. You can't. God wants to deliver you from this, from cigarettes, drugs. God, that's to, to, to many. That's if you're full of it, you're saying, "I don't want to change." I don't care what the Word of God says. You're gonna, you're not gonna like it. But if you're hungry for God, if you're hungry for the Word of God, if you're hungry for a change, and the Word of God comes forth, Amen. It may seem bitter to the flesh. It may be hard to take it. Oh, but to every hungry soul, every bitter thing is made sweet. Oh, shut the bowl. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost today. Come on. God's reaching for somebody. Simply saying, open. Open your mouth unto me. Open your mouth and I'll feel it. Open your mouth and your heart. And I want to put it within you, my word. Oh God, He wants to change you today. He wants to deliver you today. He wants somebody just to open wide and let Him control that diet. Let Him control what you eat. Let Him control what goes inside of you. Oh, hallelujah, because that's exactly what it is when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, when you repent and realize, oh, God, I'm nothing. I am, woe is me. I'm a, I'm a lost sinner. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been there, and we all are there. Without Him, we're nothing. But we all come to a place of repentance, of realizing we are worthless. David said, create in me a clean heart, oh, God, renew in me a right spirit. Cast not your Holy Spirit far from me. Oh, God. He said, Lord, I've sinned. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you truly get to that place, you realize I am nothing. I am nothing in my heart. I am nothing. And tears begin to fall down your face and realize that in the presence of God. Oh, I'm worthless. I don't deserve His love and I don't deserve His mercy. And it's in that moment of true repentance when you open your mouth unto the Lord that God fills your mouth, fills you with the Holy Ghost. That's why when you speak another, that's what, that, that's, it's not that, oh, not that strange. The Bible says the most unruly member of your body is your tongue. Amen. So ultimate surrender, ultimate control, Brother John, is when God fills you with His Spirit and you begin to speak in a heavenly language. Don't think it's strange. Don't think it odd. Don't think it crazy. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, amen, when God says, open your mouth, and you open your mouth, and He fills you with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. There's a washing that comes. And a cleansing. Amen. Amen. And a renewing in your life and your spirit. Open your mouth today, child of God. God is reaching for somebody and for your heart today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Oh, hallelujah. Here. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Jesus commands us to eat. Mark 14 and 22. He was with his disciples in the upper room partaking of the Passover before his crucifixion. And Jesus said as and as they did eat, verse 22 of Mark 14, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and he broke it, and gave it to them, and said, take, eat, this is my body. He said, if you guys would like to, if you're, if you're, if you're up for it, if you're, if you're hungry, you guys could partake. No, he said, no. He says, if you don't do this, you're not going to have any part with me. He says, you've got to take this. You've got to take what I give you. This is my body. Broken. What do you mean, Jesus? What do you, just take it. You'll understand. You'll understand. Just, just, just consume it. Open your mouth. Here, spoon. Let me put this in your mouth. Peter, let me put something in your mouth. Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to feed my sheep. Let me put some words in your mouth, Peter. You love me. Yeah, I love you. Feed my lambs. Oh, I'm a willing vessel. I'm a willing vessel, God. Okay, Peter, you love me. Ha, I love you. Well, then, Peter, I want to put some words in your mouth that I want you to preach to an unsaved, lost, and dying world. Peter, you owe, here's the keys. Peter, here's the keys to the kingdom. Here's the words I'm putting in your mouth. Hallelujah. What are those words? I've said them just a moment ago. Peter, open the door of salvation. Yes, sir. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. I'll do exactly how you put it in my mouth as Ezekiel. I'll say exactly what you desire me to say. And the day came, the words were inside of Peter. What must we do? And the words come out of his mouth. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then in Acts chapter 8, we read, verse 14, When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Why? He says, for yet... He was fallen upon none of them. The Holy Ghost hadn't fallen on anybody yet. Only they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you. Oh, Peter, open your mouth. I will put the words in your mouth that you need to hear, that you need to speak. Amen. Man of God, eat this roll that I'm putting in your, before you today. Amen. Acts chapter 10. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter, the man, amen, who had had the words of life, the man that Jesus had placed the words of life into, Peter yet spake these words. Amen. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. And they of the circumcision, which were the Jewish people, which relieved, were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know? How did the Jews know that the Gentiles had received the Holy Ghost? Verse 36 says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And Mr. Apostle Peter, he said, Listen, the words are in my, amen, in my, in my spirit. The Lord put these words in my mouth. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Not in the titles. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Acts chapter 19, the Apostle Paul deals with the same situation. Verse 1, it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He says, I understand you believe, but did you ever get the Holy Ghost? There's, there's an untruth that says that if you believe, you receive it at that moment. That's not what the Bible says. The Apostle Paul said, have you gotten the Holy Ghost 
since the time you started believing. And they said to him, we, uh, they said unto him, um, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And so Paul said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with, with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people which they, that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Hallelujah. Jesus said today, would somebody be willing to open wide and receive what I have for you? Hallelujah. God came here today with you on their mind, on his mind. Jesus came today with a, with a soul on his mind. Listen, amen, I'm thankful for the church folks. I'm thankful for all of those. But I'm telling you today, amen, God never shows up without desiring and reaching for the lost and reaching for somebody. Amen, amen, trying to, trying to, to perfect our understanding of Scripture. Amen, God, I'm telling you, these folks had a relationship with God. These folks, and no one's discounting anyone's relationship with God today. Amen. But the Apostle Peter, Paul came across a group of people and said, Hey, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, Well, we never heard about the Holy Ghost. Amen. He says, Well, you know what? Let's, let's make sure you got a good understanding, amen, of what it takes to be saved. Amen. And when they heard the word of Apostle Peter, amen, they were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues. I'm telling you today, amen. Are you willing to allow God to put in your mouth today His word? Hallelujah. Let's stand all over this house. Amen. Musicians, Sister Tori, would you come? John chapter 6, verse 48 says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus said, listen, if you'll partake of, if you'll partake of it, my life, I'm willing to give it. I'm willing to surrender it. That's what he just said. He said, listen. He said, I, I, I'll, I'll give this. I'll give my flesh. I'll give this life, my life, for the world, if you're willing to partake of it. If you're willing to, if you, if you can accept it today, if you, if you can receive my flesh, if you'll receive what I do for you, and receive, he said, I'm giving my flesh for the world. I'm going to die for the entire world. You know, Jesus, he commanded, he told him, says, take and eat. This is my body. But when Jesus, the re, really, what Jesus is looking for is somebody that says, I prefer the bread of life. When I go to eat, I want what God's handing out. They don't just take what's dished out to them. They don't just take what God says, here, you need this. Okay, that's what we do, men, with our wives. We need to eat fruit. Fine, I'll eat fruit. I like strawberry ice cream. But that's the way we are with God many times. Okay, God, I'll, whatever, I'll take some. I'll, yeah, I'll take a little bit. Yeah, whatever. A few vegetables, fine. As long as I get to eat the fried chicken, fried taters. As long as I still get what I, I'll eat a little bit of what you I'll, I'll eat a little bit of what you're wanting me to have. Sure, I'll, I'll go to church every now and again. I'll this, I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you put a little on my plate, okay? But I still get to control the other three-fourths of my plate. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when, you know, the disciples came and asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Luke 11 came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, 
And he said unto all of them, he says, when you pray, this is what I, this is what I want. He said, pray uh, uh, in this manner. In Mark, I believe, or Matthew says, pray in this manner. This, this is the kind of the way I want you. He doesn't say repeat every word that I say, but this is how I want you to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, recognize that he's our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Boy, this is great. The very next verse, you have that, Brother Josh. Luke 11 and 3. This is really what Jesus is wanting. Give us day by day. You know what Jesus said? You know what? You need to get to a point where you say, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. You go to a place of prayer. You go to God. And you say, God, what's on the menu for today? Amen. He's really wanting, he's really wanting a volunteer. Someone that says, you know what? Left to myself, I don't eat very well. Left to myself, my own devices, I really I eat bad. I live poorly. I, I, I don't really make the best choices for me. So I'm going to make the ultimate submission. And I'm going to go to God. And say, God, give me today what I need. I'm not going to eat anything more. I'm not going to eat anything less. But give us day by day our daily bread. He said, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. He said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey, has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Jesus said, listen, whatever it takes, for just go away. This guy, you want five loaves, ten loaves? I don't know, whatever I got. I'll give you. He said, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give for a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Do you know where it starts it starts right where we started this morning I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Hallelujah. Why don't you close your eyes this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we begin to sing, I want you to search your heart today. Amen. I want God's to move, God to move upon you. Amen. Talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't, don't just rely upon what I've always been taught. There was a group of people in Acts chapter 19. They could have got very upset with the Apostle Paul. They could have got angry with them. Amen. But let it be a hunger. It, it, it drive, I want to be driven to know more. I want, to be, I want it to drive me to know a de, have a deeper walk. I want it to drive me to a greater place. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul he, he, he said, hey, let, let's work together in this. Let me, let me expound the Word of God. Let's work together. I care about your soul. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, whatever you need in this house, amen, if you need a miracle, amen, if you need a healing from God, Hallelujah. If you come and you open your mouth unto the Lord, 
Amen. God can give you a miracle. He wants to heal you today if you desire a healing, if you need a, a, a miracle in your life. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you, if you want a, a special touch of the Holy Ghost today, amen. If you'll, just come, if you'll open your mouth wide, you just come and open wide and say, God, you've got the spoon. Feed me according to your will. Oh, God, help us today. Whatever you need in this house, whatever you need, the altars here are open. We make the altars available. Amen. We come to the altar as a, as a, as a, it's not any more special down here than where you're at, but understand that we come to the altar as a, as a symbolic place of sacrifice. All throughout the Bible, men of Abraham and Isaac, and they would go and they would build an altar. It was a place of sacrifice. It was a place of, uh, of just communion with God. And so in our, in our modern church today, we still believe in the altar. Amen. A place where we go, go to be with God. Amen. And, and step out of our comfort zone and just come and find a place of sacrifice. Amen. And surrender. That's really what it is. Abraham took Isaac up into a, a mountain to worship, and he became, he became the sacrifice, amen. But when he got to the altar, when he got to the altar, Abraham with the, the, the knife in his hand, ready to plunge the knife down upon him, the Lord said, stop. So today, listen, you may come and say, I'm, I'm, I'm laying my life on this altar, God. I'm going to lay myself upon this altar. But you understand something. When you come and you break yourself and let yourself be broken upon this altar today, Jesus has already paid the ultimate sacrifice. He said, I will myself become a sacrifice. I'll provide myself a sacrifice. Amen. Today you come. Amen. Understand symbolically you're coming to an altar and telling the Lord, God, I surrender all. I surrender all my will and desire. And you're telling God, here I am. I'm going to open my life. My, my, I'm just going to open wide. Would you fill my mouth as you desire? Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. If you feel to come, once you come today, find a place and get alone with the Lord. Amen. Let's worship together as we sing.